Hey everyone, welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 15 years of experience at being a busy working mom to create the best nutrition and fitness strategies. Now I'm bringing all that I've learned over to you through Envision Nutrition and giving you pieces of that through this very podcast. I'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. So today I wanted to lay out some general questions that I get asked frequently, and it has a lot to do with my competition prep and why I do it and then the the steps that I have to go through in order to be quote unquote stage lean. Um, Even if it's something that you want to do in the future, or maybe you don't have any desire to do it in the future, but you're just curious about the behind the scenes kind of things about it. Um, Especially somebody like me, who's a busy working mom. Uh, So I just thought I would break down this whole idea of competition prep and I guess what keeps you going when times get hard. So let's talk first off about this thing called stage weight. I get asked a lot why I have a certain target or if I have a weight class that I am trying to hit. So in the world of bodybuilding, there are certain um, weight classes, but in the division that I compete in, it's bikini division which is the most feminine and uh, least amount of muscle. So within the bikini division, you really are going for more of an athletic look. Um, They don't want to see cirations in your muscles. They don't want to see huge overpowering body parts of any type. Um, So, you know, they don't want to see glutes overpowering or big shoulders overpowering, but they want to be everything to be symmetrical and a nice balanced, feminine, athletic look. And so in order to get quote unquote stage lean, you have to be pretty lean. And what does that mean? That means anywhere from, you know, a body fat percentage. If you're looking at a body fat percentage for a female, I would say, you know, the textbooks, quote unquote textbooks say that a, uh, you know, healthy female is around 22% body fat. In my opinion, um, I perform and feel my best when I'm between 15 and 18% body fat. Um, I just feel lighter on my toes. I have more energy. I feel more athletic. I'm more of a go-getter. When I start getting closer to that 20 to 22, even 24% body fat, I start to feel sluggish and tired and heavy. Um, and I just personally don't perform at my best. Now, if I were, let's say, preparing for a pregnancy or, um, or perhaps pregnant or just, uh, you know, had a baby, I think that would be a good time to be in that textbook healthy zone. But I also believe it's probably what, you know, it depends on the individual. Um, you'll also see, you know, from my previous posts, my body fat percentage, um, I talk about when I was skinny fat. For example, right now I am around 124 pounds. I started around 126. Um, I started competition prep around 126 pounds. So I used to be 
around 114 pounds. So that just kind of shows you how much it's not all um, muscle. However, I used to be around 22, 24% body fat at 114 pounds. Now I'm 126 pounds and around 18% body fat. Um, I will probably get somewhere around 10 to 12% body fat for quote unquote stage lean. Um, I tend to get very, very lean. So you'll see a lot of the competitors between 12 and 14%. My body just responds, um, really well to getting lean. So, um, going back to being lighter, but having a a fattier body percent or fattier body composition, and that just comes with, um, doing, you know, over cardio, not eating enough food, um, only training in that high rep range zone, you're not actually building muscle and muscle actually burns body fat. And it actually takes calories in order to, to burn uh, body fat. I had to go through several awkward stages, um, where I wasn't exactly comfortable, where I felt, you know, fluffy or a little bit heavier, um, than I wanted to be, but I really had to embrace that and really just buy bigger clothes. And, you know, honestly, I am just a bigger person in general now. However, I'm a lot more lean and I like my physique a lot more now than I did when I weighed 114 pounds. Um, I don't have as much cellulite. It's still there. It will go away. However, I have to live a very unsustainable level of leanness in order to have my cellulite go away. It's just how I'm genetically composed. Um, and so I, I get a lot of questions about how to, um, you know, reduce cellulite. And that honestly comes with building muscle. Um, you are going to care, tend to carry more body fat, even if you don't weigh very much, you're going to have more body fat, um, when you don't have as much muscle. So if you really want to reduce, um, cellulite, or at least the look of it, you really do need to go through possibly an awkward phase of building muscle. Um, so there is my little spiel on that. But I would say for my stage weight, the first time I competed, I was right around 100 to 105 pounds. Um, now, that is that is very lean. However, I still wasn't quite lean enough. And I am five foot four inches. And so that just goes to show you how much muscle I've put on. So like the second and third time I competed, I competed at around 108 pounds. So I really put on probably a good five pounds of solid muscle. Um, you know, now I'm 126 pounds and my goal is to compete at 112. So again, I've gained, um, three to four pounds of muscle in the last two years. So each time you go into a competition prep, the goal is to be, so, you know, so, so much bigger than your stage weight was prior, because that shows that you are actually growing the right way. You're growing muscle. You're doing the things that your body needs you to do, um, in order to compete at, um, you know, a better level than you competed at before. So let's say that you just continue going into these 12, 16 week preps, and then you stop and you just go back to whatever lifestyle you're living. And then you're just going to continue to have to work so hard just to get back to where you were before. So if you're intentional with off season or improvement season, AKA the season where you are 
not preparing for a competition where you're allowing your calories to be at maintenance. Um, I don't believe in big, huge bulks. Um, I believe that people put on way too much body fat and give themselves an excuse for bulking. Um, I, I don't think you need to put on that much body fat in order to gain muscle. And there are a lot of people that would agree. So, so that really is the breakdown of stage weight, why you want to hit um, a certain goal as a bikini competitor, even though there are not um, weight divisions or weight classes. Um, I know that for me to be competitive at five foot four, I need to weigh around 112 to 114 pounds um, to have enough muscle to be competitive. If I'm five foot four and competing at 108 pounds, I'm going to be too small to compete with the women that I will be lined up with. My muscle structure is not large enough to compete with them. Um, I also know that if I am that lean at 118, 120 pounds, I'm probably too big to be competing with those women as well in the bikini division. So there's just a lot of different variables and you really don't know until you have done it. So you can't go and I'm five foot four, so I'm going to go compete and I'm going to aim for 108 pounds. It doesn't really, you know, because that's, that's what Amanda did. It doesn't really work that way. You've got to see where you're at. You've got to see the muscle that's lying underneath of the fat that you have before you can really create your own goals. And that's also why I take so much time off in between, um, because I do have to work really hard. I I'm lucky. My body allows me to get very, very lean, but I have to work really hard to get there. Um, and I think each time I do it, it'll get a lot easier. Um, it's just I have in the past kind of allowed myself to get a little bit too far um, in the other direction and so that I'm just working that much harder each time. But I think each time I compete, I've gotten a lot better at staying more lean um, in my off season or when I'm not competing. So I like to look at competition prep really as any kind of lifestyle that that you would have. And maybe you're not doing all of the excessive cardio and all of the excessive food tracking and, you know, down to the each microgram or whatever. But I like to look at things one day at a time. And I think, um, you know, anybody that has had success uh, I think that's how they do it. I think they break it down. Like I always say, break it down into bite-sized pieces. And why do we have to do that? So often we look at the whole entire 10,000 foot staircase and we get overwhelmed and we throw in the towel. When if you can break that down and just look at the very first step right in front of you, maybe that is getting, um, you know, through the first day. And I hate using the term getting through because it implies that we're miserable, right? And I look at it as taking each day to improve. So, okay, today maybe wasn't my best day. Let's look at why that is. Maybe I didn't get up quite as early as I wanted to. Maybe I didn't hit my water target. And so I'm feeling a little bit uh, water retaining right now. Um, maybe I was off on my macros slightly and I know better than that. And I'm just going to do better the next day. So breaking things down into little bite-sized pieces is going to be how you're really going to get through anything. Because then when you get to your top of your staircase, or at least that goal that you had, you're going to stand up there and all of a sudden think, wow, I'm here. Okay. My goals have now changed. 
because I'm here. I've made it. I, I made a goal. I did not see me foresee me making. And then you're going to increase your goals from there. And that's really how I have taken each journey. So let's say in, um, July, when I started competition prep, if I would have hung over my head that, okay, for the next 20 weeks, I'm going to have to do this. And, and looking at this huge mountain that I have to climb over 20 weeks, we're talking birthdays and holidays and, you know, all of these, um, I guess, family gatherings or events that I'm going to, you know, miss out on, which I will talk about in a minute. But if you look at the big picture of things, you're going to get sad, you're going to get overwhelmed, and you're going to forget your why. Whereas if you can break things down one step at a time, okay, it's Monday, I need to be diligent about my nutrition. I need to put the right energy in my head today. Maybe I'm not listening to the right podcasts. Maybe I'm not following the best energy sources on social media for me right now. What is your headspace consuming for energy? Is it motivating you or is it depressing you? Um, and I think when you can kind of clear the air on that, that will help you as well. So I always like to start my day with something positive, motivating, um, whether that's listening to a Navy SEAL story, an ultra marathoner story, um, or, you know, reading my devotional, whatever that looks like, I'm going to start my day with positive energy. And so that is day, you know, day one, start with positive energy, then take it the next step. Okay. I have to get this nutrition, right? Oh crap. I'm having all these cravings. What is the very next right step that you have to do? Even if you've screwed up, what's the very next right, correct step that you need to do to course correct, to get back on path? I think so many times we get overwhelmed, like, crap, I've screwed up on my diet and I'm never going to make it to this next 16 weeks. Well, you're overwhelming yourself. Of course, you're going to think that. So pause for a moment, back up, break it down, take baby steps. So I want to talk about when you reach the end of your goal, how have you set yourself up for that? Have you set yourself up for this big, elaborate thing to where you're going to be completely let down when you get there? Or are you setting yourself up that, you know what, this journey, this um, each day at a time, I'm getting little pieces of reward from it every single day. And so then that day that you've set that goal for is just the icing on the cake. And I will tell you that I learned from losing, from failing, from falling. And that was the best experience hands down I've ever had, not only with competing, but just as a journey of pushing myself. So when I competed, um, I can't remember what date it was. I think it was in October, 2019. I went into that show with a huge chip on my shoulder. And I think that you have to be confident, but I went into it with a chip on my shoulder thinking that I'm going to be the best. Um, I put myself out there a lot on social media and then I looked like a fish out of water up there. Like I said, I tend to get very lean and I received 11th place. And that was hands down the best experience. Of course, I was sad because of it. But what that did was that really taught me to 
take it day by day and to not get overwhelmed by the end goal. So I now love to keep my head down. Yeah, I share my experiences with you guys, but I don't share a lot of the, I guess, emotion behind it because each and every day I'm taking little pieces and making them a reward. So when I get to the end of my day, I know that that day was an accomplishment. And if it wasn't, what am I going to do the next day to make sure that it doesn't happen two days in a row? And that um, also leads me to talk about when I go. So I talked about how I missed out on birthdays and um, you know, gatherings and whatnot. Well, I have a whole different approach to competition prep that works for me. It doesn't work for everyone, but I understand nutrition on a scientific level. And I know that me getting a steak from a restaurant is no different than me cooking a steak at home. Maybe they added a little bit more butter or whatever, but I know that I'm going to account for that. And I like to utilize the method uh, called flexible dieting. So it's counting macros, but you eat the food that you want. Now, I will tell you, I am a lot more diligent, meaning I don't let my macros fluctuate outside of five grams per macro, um, three grams of fat, but... I'm a lot more diligent, but I do still allow myself to go out to a restaurant with friends. I just make sure I'm planning it ahead of time and and it's going to fit in my flexible plan. I also know that I eat the same thing like 95% of the time so that if I do one time eat out of a restaurant with a friend, I'm going to be just fine. Um, if people really understood calories and the way that our metabolisms worked, they would understand that me having 156 grams of rice versus 150 grams of rice is not going to make a single bit of difference in your overall day at all. And I think once you kind of understand nutrition in that matter, you kind of like take this whole, um, I guess, I don't even know what you would call it this whole like overwhelming drama about making sure every microgram is absolutely perfect. I mean, you even look back and uh, hear what Arnold Schwarzenegger used to eat and he didn't have a freaking food scale. And I mean, he didn't overcomplicate his food. So I'm just saying like it has gotten so ridiculous and so overcomplicated that if if people really understood the science behind nutrition, they would realize that you going out to a restaurant and ordering a chicken salad is not going to be any different than you going home and making a chicken salad. So once you kind of take that heavy burden off of food, when it pertains to competition prep, you really do have a lot more flexibility, balance, and ability to make this your lifestyle. So I really wanted to just kind of break down the behind the scenes of this competition prep for you. Um, I hope that you've got something out of this, you know, the whole stage weight thing. I get a lot of questions about that. So I hope that made sense. Um, why I have a certain stage weight goal, even though I don't have to fit into a certain weight class. Um, and then also breaking it down to being one day at a time and, and not overwhelming yourself on the entire 10,000 foot view. And then also making sure that you're not setting yourself up for disappointment when you do reach that end goal. To me, it's not an end goal. 
It's a check off the box. And what is my new goal going to be? Um, what is the next chapter? It's, it's never like an end. And so that's why it has to be, I know it's so cliche to see it's about the journey and not the destination, but it, it really is. It really is. And taking it one day at a time really allows you to embrace and enjoy and don't be afraid to challenge yourself. When we challenge ourselves, we really find new levels that we didn't realize we were capable of before. So find something. It doesn't have to be competition prep. It doesn't have to be an ultra marathon. It doesn't have to be anything absolutely crazy. Maybe a challenge for you is running a 5K. I mean, there's cool programs like the Couch to 5K. Maybe you just want to learn more about weightlifting and challenge yourself in a way that you haven't done before because that excites you. Or maybe you just want to be more diligent with your food. Maybe it's not even this at all. Maybe it's a business venture that you want to challenge yourself with. Whatever it is, don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Your body can handle it. All too often, it's our minds telling us that, oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I need to take a break. It's too hot outside. Um, I can't do it. You can. You can absolutely do it. You know, there's a lot of this self-care, um, don't overwork yourself stuff going on. And, and in my opinion, we have just become that. We haven't put pedal to the metal enough to see what we're made of, to see what we're capable of. So that is a huge challenge that I've embraced over the last couple of years. And it's, it's turned into a situation where I know what my triggers are for anxiety when I'm overdoing it. But it typically is when I'm scrolling on my phone or sitting at my desk working that I'm overdoing it. Rarely, rarely am I physically overdoing it. So don't be afraid to challenge yourself physically. We were meant to be physically challenged. And then lastly, understanding food and not taking the overwhelming um, microgram out of, you know, what you have to hit for your food targets. It's overthought. Pertaining consistency is the absolute most important say all, not whether or not you were off by 0.6 grams of rice for the day. So understanding the science behind what you're doing helps you tremendously to still fit into your, um, you know, family functions and your, you know, friend circle, but to be able to still hit your goals because you understand the science behind what you're putting into your body. All right, you guys, I hope that this spoke to you. I hope that you learned something. If you like this episode, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a review because it helps us reach a more broad audience and it helps us uh, rank up higher in the Apple ranks. So please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. All right, guys, if you like this episode, be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to turn on your notifications so that you don't miss a beat. I'd love it if you share this podcast to your social media, your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any other other platforms so that I can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. I so appreciate you listening in. And until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.